as a CEO and founder, especially, you know, w- with you having been moonlighting, how important was it for you to continue to step out of your comfort zone in order to get and accomplish things? Extremely important. Every time, every opportunity you get, you should do something that scares you. So it was it was an interesting process, um, but I'm glad I did it because I feel like it pushed me out of my comfort zone. Um, it wasn't something that I would normally do, mm-hmm. um, but it was one of those opportunities that just kind of comes to you. So you're like, I have to, God is saying something, so I have to take it. Create your life. Create your propre vie. Create your life. Create your life. Create vita. Create your life. On skip your liver. You better create your life. <laughs> create your life. Create la vie. Create your life. Create your life. Beautiful people, this is the Create Your Life series. I'm your host, Kevin Wyatt Brown, and it is a beautiful Sunday uh, here in New York City. Actually, uh, rumor has it it's one of the last warm ones here in New York City, so that brings about a, a level of sadness for me, but, uh, you know, still trying to, to survive and stay consistent uh, in what it is that we're doing to help you all, Create Your Life series family, create the life that you want. Now, you know, before we bring on today's amazing guest um, who you've been seeing advertised all over our social media, we definitely have to catch up. So uh, some of the things that I've learned over this past week, um, I would have to say one of the bigger ones actually came from my team member. We were sitting having a conversation as we were putting in work on Friday night. Uh, Noah, Noah and I were in the in the lab, you know, at the office and we were there from about what I was there from six. No, you came in about seven and we were there until 1 p.m., 1 a.m., 1 30 a.m. Uh, working on some stuff for CYLS. But there we, we talked about having a vision and really getting to the core of who it is or what it is that you want in life and why that's important and that how that fuels you to go ahead and uh, execute in uh, in state of course while you're doing something. And so we talked about that vision and actually Noah helped me uh, get back in alignment with some of the things that really matter to me, uh, such as, you know, clo- seeing some things about clothing design, you know, getting back into my salsa dance and, some, you know, me and my randomness, but also making sure that we're on point with Create Your Life. And I think one of the other things that we both talked about was being productive in the time uh, that we're spending doing stuff. And so also sacrifice, you know what I mean? When we're putting in that time, we're sacrificing not doing other things. Like who's really putting in, you know, work like that on Friday nights where everybody else is out partying and things like that. I'm literally going home tired because we're, you know, we've been working for the last five or six hours and happy about it. And we get up in the morning and we do it again. And so that's what what it's really all about. And if you want to create your life, you're going to have to sacrifice and do the things that may not be uh, as popular. But really, really uh, matter. I think another thing that came up for me this week um, was reciprocity and that the fact that we have to reciprocate um, the love that's being given to us by others. And I, I actually noticed a couple areas where I dropped the ball. And so Create Your Life Series family, I'm committing to doing better and being better about uh, reciprocating the love and the support that others are um, giving to me. So I want you to be able to do that as well. 
And I want you to stand stand in unity with those who who support you. You know, just like those in the NFL are doing uh, with Colin Kaepernick and and you know with some of the outrage that's going on. And so, create your life series. Without further ado, uh, I want to talk about reciprocity, but I want to talk about it from a financial standpoint. And I really, really. Uh, making sure that we are empowering community and empowering people. And in this case, we're talking about empowering people of color. Uh, so without further ado, I would like to introduce, no, I would like for Miss Mandy X. Bowman to say hello to the Create Your Life Series family. Hello, hello. I'm glad to be here. Okay, Mandy, um, so happy uh, to be here. You are the founder and CEO of Black Wall Street, is that correct? Right, official Black Wall Street. Official Black Wall Street. Okay. Um, that being said, uh, what is Official Black Wall Street and how did you even come up with the name? Mm. So Official Black Wall Street is a digital platform that's dedicated to helping people find and support black businesses. Um, so the whole inspiration behind it, of course, is the historic Black Wall Street in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, a couple years ago, I read a book about the, the race riot in the Black Wall Street that was there, and I was just so inspired by the way that they ran this neighborhood and, you know, had all these black-owned businesses, and people were so supportive of them. Um, and it was one of the most prosperous communities um, in our history. So I really wanted to kind of um, recreate that for us today. How did you get this book in your hands? Because I, I know about black, black, black Wall Street, um, Rosewood, you know, there was even Allensworth, uh, California mm -hmm. is, a, is a town that most people don't know about, which was a really, which was similar to uh, Black Wall Street, but they lost their, uh, I believe the land rights or something like that, the water rights, they didn't own those. And so the water in the desert was, you know, cut off. And so it didn't sustain. So how did you initially get this book in your hands? You know, it's so crazy that we don't we don't learn about these things um, naturally in school. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't until I graduated that I just wanted to learn about all things black culture. Mm. Um, I can't even remember how I found this book, but I know I had a whole list of different books that I wanted to read. And I think that was one that popped up for me. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. So with that, you, you, this book fell in your hand. What was the, what were the next steps? So you had some inspiration, but what caused you to put this inspiration into action? And how did you know that it was going to be that the digital platform was the way to go? Uh, so you know what, uh, that neighborhood reminded me a lot of my hometown in Bed-Stuy. Um, okay. And just seeing, you know, how prosperous they were and how much Bed-Stuy had changed at that point in time made me want to get out and support as many of those businesses as possible. Oh. Because um, there are so many brick and mortar businesses in those, even in Harlem, that have had to close down because of gentrification. Mm -hmm. So from that, I was like, okay, I'm going to make this plan to God and support as many of these as possible. Mm -hmm. um, the only issue was I didn't know which ones were black owned and which ones weren't. Um, no one has like a black owned storefront, you know, window thing and, you know, to let people know. Oh, very um, interesting. Right. So I started doing my own research and I found a couple of other, you know, directories, but they were all pretty outdated, not really... Um, updated really well. Mm -hmm. um, so from then I was like, you know what, I'll just make my own list. And I found so many dope businesses that I was like, you know, I want to share this with as many people as possible. Um, so that's where I was like, you know what, let me just create this, you know, digital platform for everyone. Okay. And how long has uh, the official Black Wall Street been in, in business? Um, so we launched the website July of 2015. Okay. Yes, yeah, a little over two years. Oh, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. And so what I've noticed is is that um, I've seen another website, which is another directory called We Buy Black. Mm -hmm. And so I noticed you guys, you know what I mean, both on social media. Um, what is the difference between uh, the official Black Wall Street and We Buy Black? So I would say the main difference is um, we... 
our models are different. So okay. with official Black Wall Street, um, it's more listing based. So mm-hmm. you can go in there, you can find um, different businesses that you can support. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can compare it to Yelp. Um, we oh. buy Black is more so like a, an Amazon. Mm. You can buy products from there. You wanted to support these businesses. Now, did you initially go out and literally start just supporting the businesses or did you go straight like, oh, I'm creating this directory? Like, you know what I mean? Did you just mm-hmm. get a group of friends together and say, OK, we're going here today. We're, we're going to go purchase things from this place. It was a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. Um, my first thing was I wanted to create a list and I got so caught up in like and because there were so many amazing businesses that I found mm-hmm. that I, I literally had to make myself fall asleep at night because I was just so caught up in like looking for more and, you know, building this list. So it was a little bit of both. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, you, so you have a, a background in, in working in social strategy for like Essence um, mm-hmm. and, a co- and, you know, what is it? Atlantic Records, Complex Magazine. So was this, this was a moonlighting project for you mm-hmm. then, right? You were right. going to work during the day and oh, you yeah. were so inspired by this that you wanted to, to, uh, to do it all night. Yeah. This was Rough just, times. <laughs> hey, that's the journey. That's the journey. So that being said, if, when you were doing this and you were moonlighting, because now you said in May 2015, I mean, in May of this year, you actually switched over to becoming full-time. Uh, a full time mm-hmm. entrepreneur. I'm so happy for you. In Thank studio you. high five. Yeah, that just happened. <laughs> um, we're going to come back to that because I definitely want to know more about how you set yourself up to exit. Uh-huh. But um, while you were doing that, what was it? What were some of the things that kept you motivated? you know, on your, your journey, you mm-hmm. know, cause moonlighting can be very tiring and very trying and stressful, it, it, very stressful. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh-huh. Um, uh, this, this is going to sound a little, um, a little down, but honestly it was, um, all the, the different, um, situations where we had black men being, um, you know, dealing with police brutality. Mm-hmm. I remember during the Michael Brown case, that's when I really, really got into this. Um, mm-hmm. and I was deep into it, like checking Twitter every two seconds, Um, And it really weighed on me. And I felt like when I went home and I worked on this, I felt like I was doing something, you know, Mm. pushing us forward. Um, So I think just having that passion that that, you know, took me very, very far. Oftentimes when you're doing something and, you know, you're nine to five and then you go in and you're doing your six to nine, your six to one a.m., your six to two a.m., you get a few naysayers. Mm-hmm. You know, people who might not necessarily see the vision, see, you know, what it is that you have in store. What were... Was there anybody in particular who was right there, like, keep going, Mandy, you got this? You know, who was that person, and how did those conversations go? Oh, man. Um, Yeah, a lot of my friends were so supportive of me Mm -hmm. um, because they knew what I was doing, and they saw the impact of it, and they they knew um, what I was trying to get to. Um, So they were so supportive of, like, sharing the social pages um, Mm -hmm. and, you know, asking, you know, what my progress was. Mm -hmm. Um, So that I think that really like having a a strong support system is so important. So that really, really helped me. What would you say were some are some of the indicators or some of the the things that you look for in people uh, in order for them to become a part of your support system? Um, They have to be go getters. They have to be ambitious. Um, I feel like you you always surround yourself by people who reflect you. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I find that I surround myself by people who are um, just really ambitious Mm -hmm. and um, are also for the culture uh, and are doing things to kind of push us forward in general and, you know, have all of these really amazing goals in life. So Mm -hmm. that's that's definitely the first thing I look for. Okay, Mm -hmm. And so with official Black Wall Street. Uh, what would you say is the is the primary mission that you're out to uh, to 
accomplished because right now I hear that this, you know, can be a form of protest. This is a way to support. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I hear that you're very, very down, you know, uh, for the culture. So what is it, you know, that's the ultimate vision vision and, and mission of official Black Wall Street? I would say the, the ultimate vision is just to, to recirculate the black dollar in our communities. Mm. Um, when it comes to our local economy, we are definitely way behind mm-hmm. everyone else. Um, and it makes no sense because we have such a large buying power. Right. So my ultimate goal is just to get people to, you know, bring our money back into our neighborhoods. Mm. Mm. So would you say that, well, one of the things that I noticed is you were on Queen Boss and mm-hmm. I saw your segment. Mm-hmm. Really good. I like the way, you know, you stood there. You owned it. You own those I questions. <laughs> no, nah, nah, you did. You did. Uh-huh. There's a difference. Trying is, is a word used by people who don't accomplish anything. You're so right. You're you right. killing. And what I'm about to say, actually, you you did something amazing. I noticed that. When you were there on that show, you had 2,000 businesses in your directory. Mm-hmm. I looked on your on your um, social media page most recently. You mm-hmm. have 3,000. Right. What have been some of the ways that you've uh, been able to grow uh, your directory? Like, what are some of the resources that you've used in order to be able to do so? Um, social media has been a big one. Um, and that's been my sweet spot because I've always worked in digital marketing and social media. Um, but we've gotten a lot of our... A lot of um, the people who signed up, the different business owners, they found us through social media or just word of mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, so for us, it was just a matter of, you know, getting the word out and continue to pro- continuing to promote on social media. Um, and then going out to different events and meeting, you know, people. And I feel like we always forget about that face-to-face contact with, with other people when it comes to networking and, and building your business. So I would say, it like, social media was a huge part. Um, mm-hmm. Um, we created the pages, or I created the pages um, about two and a half years ago, yeah. um, and it completely took off from there. And how many followers do you have across your platforms? I'm going to let you say it, because I know the number. <laughs> I watched all your stuff. But. Um, it's uh, over 275,000, mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's definitely grown. It's, it's been so exciting to watch it. Um mm-hmm. And to watch people who are excited for things that we have going on um, or people who, you know, see it as a good resource or like, oh, I travel to this place and I use your platform to find businesses that I could support in NOLA. So it's been really dope. And social media was definitely like the, you know, our major push. So one of the big things that I, that I find and that I see a lot is people may have a huge social media following. Mm-hmm. And with that social media following, it doesn't necessarily equate to dollars. So, you know, having yes. 300,000 followers, 1.8 million uh, followers and things like that. What are some of the things that you've been able to do with Official Black Wall Street in order to monetize, mm-hmm. to make sure that you're running a sustainable business? You can say, yeah, I'm out of here to get that <laughs> nine to five. Um, so um, it's been mostly via advertising. Um, okay. And social media has been a big push as well. Um, being able to say that, um, or being able to say that if you, you know, use our platform to advertise and we can expose you to this amount of people. Um, so that's been a big push. And also just, um, you know, our, our web platforms. We've had a lot of different um, articles that have gone viral and have been shared over, you know, 100,000 times or 300,000 times. So um, wow. that's been a, a really advertising in general. has been a really big push. What are some of the things uh, that you would tell somebody else who's looking like they need to build their following? You know, how do you get something shared 300,000 times? You know, what are some of the what's some tricks? Um, one, have good content. Um, I feel like that's a, that's, um, that's number one. Um, two, just when it comes to your social pages, um, everything should be branded. Um, I tell people that all the time, but there's a, 
I feel like there is a difference in professionalism when you go to someone's page and you see that things are branded um, and there's like a, a flow to things mm-hmm. um, opposed to them just throwing up whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say definitely um, have good content that people actually care about and know your audience, know your target market, what they want, what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's been a big um, advantage um, with us just knowing who we're targeting and what they what they want, what they're looking for, what they care about at that moment. What are some of the, the things that you've done to be able to find out what it is that your audience wants or what mm-hmm. type of businesses they want listed in the directory? Uh, so it's been, um, I would say it's, I'm not going to say it's been easy, but um, one of the one of the things I notice is that I am my target market. Um, you know, most of our followers are black women who are, um, millennials um, and who are woke, um, and so that's that's basically me. Um, and so it's been it's been dope to be in this position and just to to see all of our followers. And of course, you have to look at your analytics and look at um, you know who's following you, where they're from, mm-hmm. um, you know. And when you begin, it's a lot of trial and error, just throwing up different things and seeing what hits and what mm-hmm. doesn't. Um, and from there, I mean, we've thrown up a lot of different things and we've been able to see like, OK, you know, we didn't get a lot of engagement on this one. So let's, you know, cool it on that. Or this one completely took off. So let's do more, you know, along those lines. So I think just looking at, um, you know, what you've done, what people are responding to mm-hmm. um, and also just defining your target market. Like this is where they go to to eat. You know, this is, um, you know, what they do on a Saturday night. That okay. makes it a lot easier. And so with that. I'm saying for someone who's who's probably a, a bit more novice, right? Because when we have an expertise, we oftentimes forget how much it is that we know. Uh-huh. So how do you even go about finding that person, mm-hmm. right? Who is your target consumer? Are you going to like their, their Instagram? Are you typing in, you know, Friday night eats and you're looking at the people <laughs> who are eating at these different places? You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like what are, what are some of the, the keys that you would... Um, I would say you would start at your different social media pages. So you would go on Facebook um, on the back end and see where your followers are coming from. If they're from big cities, if they're from, you know, middle of nowhere towns, Mm -hmm. um, see how old they are. Mm -hmm. Um, See, um, Twitter has a lot where they show you like the household income. They'll show you like what type of phone people use. Um, So I think those are really good indicators. Mm -hmm. Um, And also just seeing what type of things they're posting about. Um, Mm -hmm. You can go on Twitter and see, you know, what people... Um, what people are gravitating to or what, you know, trending topics they're jumping on. Um, And I think with, when it comes to like a millennial audience, um, because we have things like black Twitter and um, things of that nature, it's, um, it's a little bit more streamlined in terms of figuring out what your audience likes. And I might be a little biased because I am a black millennial, but um, I feel like that's, that's the best route to take, just looking at your analytics. Okay. Mm-hmm. And once you've looked at those analytics, what are some of the key strategies that you use in order to drive feedback? Hmm. Um, I would say, so once you know who your target market is, that's mm-hmm. when you go and look for your content. Um, and this could be grabbing an article from another platform and posting it up and seeing, you know, what the rece- what the response is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, I mean, it's a lot of te- a lot of trial and error in the beginning, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. figuring out, you know, where your feet are and, you know, who are the people that are following you. So it's a lot of trial and error in terms of putting out different things, um, you know, putting out something about watches or something about black-owned restaurants and seeing you know, which one hits. Um, and then from there, once you know what type of content you have, that's when you can, you know, go in on that. As a, a founder and CEO, what do you find to be the most challenging thing uh, in terms of, you know, from a social media standpoint and what to post, what not to post? Um, like I would say in this day and age, it's, 
I would say it's making sure that you're um, that you're not offending anyone. That's one um, because we we're we're all very different. Um, so I'd say you know one of those things is just making sure that the the content that you're posting is it hits. Um, and that you're not posting anything that might rub people the wrong way for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but isn't it almost impossible not to offend someone? You know, depending because you, you know, can't really control that's their... that's interesting because even, you know, there are times when I look on our social pages and it doesn't matter what we post. There's always at least one person who has something negative to say. But you're getting them to say something. So that means they're that's paying true. attention. Right. That's mm-hmm. very true. Um, so there's always that one person. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say if, you know... If you post something up and the majority of your followers are like, what is this? You know, mm-hmm. what are y'all doing? Then yeah. that's when you need to be a little worried. Um, also, just keeping up with there are so many different platforms. So just making sure that you're targeting the right ones and not spreading yourself too thin. Mm. Um, I feel like a lot of people, you know, there's a new social platform and everyone jumps on it, but it might not be right for you. Or for your for your audience. They might right. not be there. Like if you're targeting, you know, older men and women, um, what it, you know, Snapchat might not be it for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just a matter of figuring out, um, you know, where you're going to put your energy into. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Awesome. So you were on Queen Boss. Um, what was that experience like for you? Because it seemed like a Shark Tank uh, mm-hmm. type of show. And What was that experience like uh, for you? And did anything uh, come from it? Was that before or after your TED Talk? Because you did a TED Talk as well. That was before. Um, so that was that was an interesting experience, um, especially because that was the first time that I've ever pitched my business any to anybody. Mm. Um, so one, it was nerve wracking because it was like, really, this is national TV and I'm doing this for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, and two, it was a little tiring because just like the filming process was literally an all day thing, just like waiting in a room by yourself. Um, so it was it was an interesting process, um, but I'm glad I did it because I feel like it pushed me out of my comfort zone. Um, it wasn't something that I would normally do, mm-hmm. um, but it was one of those opportunities that just kind of comes to you. So you're like, I have to, God is saying something, so I have to take it. As a CEO and founder, especially, you know, w- with you having been moonlighting, how important was it for you to continue to step out of your comfort zone in order to get and accomplish things? Extremely important. Every time, every opportunity you get, you should do something that scares you. So give um, us an example of something that you did early on that uh, kind of scared you, but you jumped out of your comfort zone. And it, you can tell us something that went wrong or something that went right. Mm-hmm. Totally up to um, you. I would say create an official Black Wall Street in general. I'm more of a, like, a behind-the-scenes person, so I never want to, to kind of be in front of the camera in any way. Um, so I would say I had to, and I have a huge fear of failure. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had to kind of get over that and just go for it, one. Um, two, giving my TED Talk was definitely one of those experience where one of those experiences where I, um, again, it was something that I normally wouldn't have done. Mm-hmm. But I feel like especially when you're an entrepreneur, you have to you have to break out of that that comfort zone because um, mm-hmm. that's when that's where all of the the opportunities are. Mm-hmm. Um, so if it wasn't for even with the Kickstarter, that was also something that it literally took me months just to to work myself up to launch that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I launched a Kickstarter. And from the Kickstarter, um, one of the organizers for the TED Talk contacted me. Mm-hmm. So that's where that's what I mean when, you know, that's where the opportunities are. And that's where one of the con- the um, the casting directors from Queen Boss contacted me. So wow. All of you stepping out and doing the Kickstarter. Right. And how much, how much were you able to raise? Um, 33000 Wow. Yeah. And how long? Uh, uh, 30 days. Wow. Stressful 30 days. 
Wow. What were some of the indicators or what were some of the strategies that you used in order to do this successful uh, Kickstarter campaign? Oh, I learned a lot with this Kickstarter. Um, so for one, my biggest lesson was that, um, so for one, we had a really large following. So I was like, okay, me raising $30,000 when we have 200 or, you know, over 100,000 mm-hmm. shouldn't be bad at all. Um, but I realized in all of my marketing that I was talking to the same people over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you're promoting something, whether it be on social media or PR, it's important to reach outside of your network mm. um, and grab or get a hold of other people. Um, and so the, the first two weeks or so, mm-hmm. um, so stressful because I, I realized that I was talking to the same people. I was, I was pushing it on social media mm-hmm. um, and through our newsletter. And it was it was so slow. Mm-hmm. So I was sweating because I'm like, all right, well, we have two weeks left and I don't know if we're going to make this. Mm-hmm. Um, At the two week point, how much money had you raised? I can't even remember. It was such a stressful time that I like I kind of just blocked most of that out. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but I would say I remember the, the last seven days we still had about 10,000, 10 to 15,000 to raise. OK. The last seven to five days. Wow. Yeah. A lot of money. Um, but I think my biggest lesson or um, what worked the best for me was just um, influencer marketing, um, reaching out to other people who are followers of ours and have a large following as well and saying, hey, we're doing this amazing thing. We would love it if you would support in any way possible. Um, and that was great just in getting other people to, to know what we're doing. Mm-hmm. People who weren't already followers and, and haven't you know, seen the message a million times from us already, like, hey, donate to the Kickstarter. Um, so I think that was that was the biggest lesson I, I learned. And I wish I had known earlier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. So oftentimes, you know, they say that you haven't done anything or you haven't become successful until people that you don't know start to support you. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So who was who were some of the people that supported this Kickstarter campaign? Of course, you know, moms, mm-hmm. uncle, you know, best friend from way back when a couple people who went to elementary with you. They support it. But. Who were some of those people who kicked in and was like, we're pushing this. Official Black Wall Street is going to be legit. Mm-hmm. Um, there. So there was one, um, Condola Rashad, she she um, she retweeted it. And she also, um, Felicia Rashad's daughter, and she okay. also um, donated towards it. That's Claire Huxtable, um, by the way. Right. <laughs> My celebrity crush. I'm going to put that out there. Um, so that was really dope, and I really appreciated that. And there were, there were just a lot of people who were... Um, I, that I did not know. I'd say, of course, most of the people who donated were people I've I have no you know knowledge of, yeah. never met before in my life. Um, but they were so excited for it. Um, the vision, right? They were very excited for it, and they you know promoted it themselves. And I, I thought that was amazing. So real quick, but before we cut to a quick musical break, uh, what was the thirty k for? Just curious. It was to build an app. Okay. Mm-hmm. Apps are very expensive. I had no idea. <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. And now you guys' app has been in the in the It's app in store? development now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we should be we should be out in a couple weeks. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you know we're gonna promote that as soon as you guys are ready and mm-hmm. it's going. So beautiful people, we have Mandy X Bowman here and she is lighting us up, giving us this game. So if you have any questions for us, please call uh, 212-650-6903. Follow us and or you can contact us on our Instagram at CYL Series. Hi, I'm Diane. I have a daughter, Nikki, and she's a senior at high school. She just got accepted for early decision into college. Prior to taking Kevin's program, we were pretty overwhelmed because her college debt after her merit scholarships looks like it's going to be about $150,000 in four years. Feeling pretty overwhelmed about that $150,000 potential debt. 
I decided to enroll in Kevin's debt-free college academy full course program. And I have to say the value for the money uh, for what we got out of the program was absolutely amazing. Kevin takes you step by step with many, many different tips and many different strategies for not only the student, but for us as parents, for our student, things that we can do to really help save money and prepare. If you or your child are looking to save money on college costs, sign up for Debt Free College Academy today at DebtFreeCollegeAcademy.com using coupon code FREECOLLEGE. Beautiful people, this is the Create Your Life series. I'm your host, Kevin Y. Brown, and we are back. Uh, so happy to have Miss Mandy X. Bowman uh, here in the studio with us, telling us about official Black Wall Street and what it is that she's been doing to create her life and live out her personal legend. So, Mandy, please, Miss, tell us, tell us, um, before we left, you were talking about uh, a Kickstarter campaign that you ran. Mm. Um, I think you said you ran it about a year ago. Right. You raised $33,000 mm. uh, in a month. And you've been working on the app with that funding. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell us what are some what are some of the things that we can expect uh, from the official Black Wall Street app? Oh, I'm so excited about it. Um, so with the app, it'll just make it a lot easier for people to find Black businesses on the go. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are a lot of different location-based um, services and searches where you can be alerted whenever you're near a Black business. Um, you know, you can search for your from your current location and see what else is around you. Um, we have different listings for each business where you can leave reviews. You can get a snapshot of that business. Um, and then there, there's a lot for different black business owners just for them to get to gain more exposure um, I, on the app as well as, you know, getting a, a closer relationship with their consumers. We really wanted to to bridge the gap between black consumers and black business owners. So, mm-hmm. I mean, from the app, they'll be able to, to message um, their consumers and go back and forth with them and kind of, you know, um, just have a more of a, a relationship with them. Um, and then um, they'll be able to promote their sales. You know, there are a lot of really cool features with it. So I'm really excited. I'm, I'm excited for you, too. I, mm-hmm. I can't wait to download it, actually. Uh, and just get the ball rolling, you know, to keep that dollar circulating mm-hmm. in the community. Um, I guess one of my things, you, you did this campaign about a year ago. What, three or four months ago, you literally quit your job and just became a full-time entrepreneur after working at this for two years. Mm -hmm. Um, So oftentimes, you know, we have some Create Your Life series. Some of the Create Your Life series families definitely uh, are moonlighting. Mm -hmm. And so I always talk about the fact that you really need to have an exit plan, you Mm -hmm. know, before you just say, oh, I'm going to quit and I'm out. What are what are some of the things that you put in place before you quit your job and say, you know what, I'm all in and I can do this and sustain? Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the things I made sure I did was that I had a team. Um, so How big I have, is your team? We're very small. So it's about three, four people. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, so I made sure I had a team um, that, you know, we could brainstorm on things together um, and work towards launch. Um, and making the app the best it could be. Mm-hmm. Um, two, making sure you have um, you have some type of cushioning, some type of financial cushioning, mm-hmm. um, just to hold you over. How many months worth of sustainability as far as a financial cushion do you recommend? Um, I would say at least three. Three months or three years? No, three months. <laughs> okay. I would say at least. I would say at least three months. Um, just well for me I'm it's a little bit different because one thing I made sure I did because we're in New York City and the rent is extremely high here um so I was like okay I'm gonna move back home um just so I have an extra cushioning um okay so I would say 
I would say at least um, three months. Like that's been able to hold me over really well. Mm -hmm. um, and also savings. Um, See, so you know, no, I'm going to take that back because I was including the savings as well. So I'm going to say, um, let's say at least six months mm -hmm. of you just saving up. And I think, so Create Your Life Series family, if you listen to Mandy, what she's saying is have six months worth of expenses saved up when you decide to quit. But also, do note that she is staying at home with her family. So mm. if you're in the city or some, living somewhere with, somewhere else where the family is not available, then that means that you might need to go on a 12, yeah. you know, 12 month, uh, year and a half uh, stint, you need to be able to have finances and things like that backed up. What are some of the other things, Mandy, that helped you uh, put your exit strategy in, in place? Um, I would say, honestly, the, the biggest thing for me was just realizing I had to do it. Like, there was no better mm. time than that moment right then and there. Yeah. Because um, even before then, I had spent so many months just going back and forth. Like, okay, maybe I'll just do part-time work. Mm -hmm. um, or maybe I'll just wait, you know, till next year. Mm -hmm. um, but I think it it's, it's one of those things where you just have to take the leap. Um, you, of course you have to have a plan behind it, but I think just having that, um, having the, the, um, the courage mm -hmm. to take the, uh, the leap was probably the biggest part. And what that's was something that I struggle with a lot. What was that defining moment that made you say, you know what? I got the courage. I got to do this. This is my life's work. Um, so I was at my, my previous job. Um, and I just felt like I did not have time. I didn't have time to work on official Black Wall Street. Mm -hmm. um, and it was killing me because this is my passion. Mm -hmm. um, it's something that I would literally, like, keep myself up at night just so I can finish, you know, doing things for it. So it got to the point where I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm spending all of my energy on, mm -hmm. you know, doing things for this other company mm -hmm. um, that I have, you know, no claims to. Mm -hmm. I'm spending all of my energy and my time doing this. Um, I'm not getting anything done with official Black Wall Street, so I need to just make that leap. What would you say is the is the growth strategy uh, behind uh, official Black Wall Street? Um, I would say our biggest thing is just making sure that we can touch as many people as possible mm -hmm. um, or get in contact with as many business owners. Um, we really want to have a close relationship with them. Um, so a big thing for us is, of course, social media, since that's been our bread and butter mm -hmm. since the beginning. Um, but also just um, having that face-to-face -face contact. Mm -hmm. um, and with a lot of businesses that are um, digital-focused, we kind of forget about that. Um, I had a call with um, a business um, in Atlanta, a beauty supply store. Mm -hmm. um, and usually when it comes to things like that, advertising, it's mostly via email. Mm -hmm. um, but they were like, oh, you know, I can just call you. So I was like, okay, cool. Um, and it was such a great conversation, just speaking to the business owner and, mm -hmm. you know, learning, you know, what her issues were. Um, or what her triumphs were. You know, that was such a great moment. So I feel like we always forget about that face-to-face -face contact. Um, so for us, it's definitely um, continuing to knock things out on social media, but also, you know, going to different events and really getting to know other business owners. Um, and ultimately, I want, you know, official Black Wall Street to be a household name. Right. Mm -hmm. And to be listed in the directory for official Black Wall Street, is there a fee or how does, how does one go about? Yes. Yeah, so you can have a free listing um, mm -hmm. where you just claim it, but you... There are no frills. Um, so it's a basic listing. Um, if you want to have um, images, video, if you want your, your listing to show up on the homepage, um, if you want to be able to message consumers and things like that, there are different tiers. Oh, mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. What are some of the top resources that you use to be productive or make official Black Wall Street uh, run smoothly? Because you talked about a newsletter. You mm -hmm. talk, you know, you're talking about the website, your tiers. You know, what are, what are these? 
tools? Um, I would, so just to keep me on top of things, like I'm big when it comes to, or big on creating lists for myself. Okay. So I'll create a list for everything. Is um, this handwritten? Are you using uh, Evernote? Are you using? I use notes in my phone. Okay. So when I wake up in the morning, that's the first thing I'm doing, writing a, a list of things that I'm going to do throughout the day. When I go to sleep at night before, you know, I go to sleep, I'm always like, all right, this is what I'm doing the next day. Um, so I've gotten um, very, very into creating lists for everything. Um, I would say um, spreadsheets are also a really, a really big thing for me, just to keep track of everything. Um, so I'll create a spreadsheet for different partners that I, or different people that I want to partner with in the future. Um, I'll create a list for, um, I mean, all of this comes back down to just creating lists for everything, just to stay organized. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And are there any other... Uh, resources that you guys use to make sure that the the business is running smoothly maybe as a team uh any top like um technology um we use asana a lot okay um and that's really good when you're when you're going for more project-based things Mm -hmm. um just that everyone can be on the same page um so i would say that and just um yeah just list for everything okay Mm -hmm. what is your your favorite quote or the model that you live by um, so this is the first one that came to mind. Um, I don't even know who said this, but it goes something like, um, failure is only the opportunity to begin again more intelligently. Mm. Something like I that. I like that. Um, yeah, but I, I always thought that that was really powerful because I have, I do have that fear of, um, failure. And so there's, I put a lot of pressure on myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just a matter of reminding yourself, like if you, if something goes wrong this time, it just means you need to check yourself, figure out what you did wrong and then just apply it again the next time. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes people, they do have this fear of failure and it makes them, uh, they, they basically are stagnant and they mm-hmm. stand, uh, frozen. What would you tell somebody that they need to do in order to break out of that, uh, basically that moment of being frozen in fear? Um, I think the biggest thing for me was just thinking of the end picture, or the end goal. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm big on visualizing things. Mm-hmm. So for me, um, even though I have these fears of like public speaking and um, failure, it was all just a matter of being like, okay, well, in in 10 years, I see myself doing this or I see official Black Wall Street going to this. But I know I can't get there unless I step out um, of my comfort zone. So I think that's just visualizing where you see yourself going. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay, Mandy. Um this this question, nobody can escape the Create Your Life series without no. answering. <sighs> Are you ready? I think so. Okay. What three things would you tell someone who is looking to create their best life? Uh, mm, that's a good one. <laughs> I would say figure out your why. Mm-hmm. Um, figure out what you're passionate about and what's going to make you want to leap out of bed in the morning. Um, so I would say that's the first thing um two i would say map out where you want to go in life um like i said before i'm really big on visualizing things so just um constantly visualizing where you want to be um your end goal and three um and i always tell people this especially when it comes to being an entrepreneur you have to have like your there's a beginning and there's an end you have to have like that in-between game plan um Mm. And I know you said three, but this, this no, is keep just going, keep going. Four. Um, just do it. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a big one for me, um, especially when it comes to making that leap from um, part-time to full-time entrepreneur. It was mm-hmm. just a matter of me saying, I just have to do it. Now's the best time. 
Mm-hmm. What do you do and how do you actually visualize? I know some people, they sit, they meditate, they sit mm-hmm. in silence. They might, you know, close their eyes. How does Mandy X Bowman visualize? What does that look uh, like? There, so there are two different ways. One, I'll sit down and kind of meditate and just one, I might visualize how I want my day to go in the beginning of in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, what time do you usually get up? Just curious. Not early enough. Um, I get up at like from seven to eight o'clock. Okay. But I want to be one of those people who is just like up at five o'clock and just mm-hmm. ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll I'll visualize how I want my day to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I might even visualize, you know, where I see myself in 15 years. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it's just sitting down in one spot, really relaxing yourself and just focusing on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also um, creating different um, affirmations, mm-hmm. um, even though this is kind of um, off the visualization thing, but just um, repeating different positive affirmations to myself in the morning um, is a bit a big thing. And things like vision boards. Mm-hmm. Do okay. really well. You, you yeah. create a new vision board every year? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Awesome sauce. Okay. So what's next for you in official Black Wall Street? Uh, so I'm really excited for the for the app to come out. It's coming soon. Um, so we're definitely working on getting the app out, um, mm-hmm. connecting to more black entrepreneurs, and having a lot more events all around the country. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Awesome. And how can the Create Your Life series keep up with you and official Black Wall Street? Um, you can. I am Mandy X Bowman everywhere. And official Black Wall Street is official Black Wall Street. Everywhere. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, everywhere. Oh, man. I love it. I love it. I love it. Mandy, thank you so much for being here in the studio. Thank you with for this. having me. This was fun. Oh, I appreciate you saying that. See, we, we love to keep, you know, the love and just genuine conversation in the air. Uh-huh. So thank you so much for being here. Beautiful people, if you enjoyed this episode of the Create Your Life series, be sure to download it from our podcast, which is available on createyourlifeseries.com, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and Google Music. Also, be sure to leave a review of the podcast. You can catch us live on Sundays from 5.30 to 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time via 90.3 FM in New York. We encourage you to participate in the conversation. Call in at 212-650-6903. Follow us on Instagram at CYL Series and at Kevin Y. Brown. Be blessed, and we'll see you back here live next week. Happy Sunday. This is the Create Your Life series. I'm your host, Kevin Y. Brown, and